What's going on, my fellow A-plusers? Welcome back to a brand new episode of A-plus More Phenomenal, your weekly stop for your Power Rangers and Super Sentai review and news right here on our YouTube page, A-plus Opinions. Guys, you know how we kick it off on Mondays, Super Sentai Monday here at A-plus More Phenomenal, uh, as we're going to be getting to some Real Soldier episode number 34 review, breaking it down, live discussion, guys. Um, so hopefully you guys certainly join me. It's about 9, almost about 9.15 or so here in Dallas, Texas. Been a long day, needless to say. Been a long day. You know, sometimes you get the case of the Mondays, um, especially at work. The phones are ringing off the hook a little bit this morning. Um, so kind of busy, um, but I'm glad that I had a brand new episode of Real Soldier to certainly come home to. And that's not really very often I get the opportunity to say that, but Real Soldier, I feel, has definitely been on a little bit of an upswing. Um, so I was actually really anticipating this week's episode, especially considering how last week's episode, number 30, wind up kind of hitting us all pretty emotionally with the death of uh, Guy Sorg and Nada, I should say. And really, this is uh, us kind of, I guess when I was expecting to see in episode number 34 here is really our real soldiers kind of picking up the pieces, you know, and sort of dealing with the ramifications of what happened with Nada, maybe doing some mourning and things like that. Um, but this definitely feels like yet another turning of the page um, as we get really, it feels like a, a pretty fresh new chapter here uh, as we're getting ready to explore another aspect of this particular series. Uh, that is exactly where our brain brand new commander comes in here in Precious. Uh, so we certainly will be talking about her uh, along with a couple of other things here in this week's episodes, uh, guys. So, hey, real quick off the top, as always, it is I, your more phenomenal host, Adam Perez. We're back with a brand new episode, and we've got some people over in the live chat already. As always, guys, hey, feel free to go always feel free to chat amongst yourselves. Give me your thoughts on this week's episode as well, uh, and then submit any questions that you certainly might have. Quick shout out does go out to Not Ultra for certainly joining us once again here, along with if you love bacon and sushi, clap your hands. Um, Austin the Terminator certainly back, along with Zachary uh, making an appearance here on a Monday evening. So. I'm really glad you were able to pop in here, Zachary. Uh, but yeah, feel free to go ahead and give me your guys' thoughts on episode number 34. One that I got to be honest, man, I actually really thoroughly enjoyed. Um, hey, if you guys want to follow us on social media, quick tip right here at A Plus Opinions, guys. We're on Facebook, Twitter, along with Instagram. Um, I suggest you check us out on Facebook. I really do. Um, you know, if you're looking for news um, it, that's going around in nerd geek pop culture in regards to movies, television, comics, whatever the case may be, our Facebook page is a fantastic spot for you to check out as we keep that updated on a regular basis for you guys, besides here just on our YouTube videos. Uh, and also, of course, if you're in the live chat or even if you're joining us after this live stream, guys, if you love the content that we're continuing to dish out for you guys, not only subscribe, but please give us a thumbs up. Hit that like button, guys. We want to continue to grow our Power Ranger and Super Sentai community. We cannot do it without you guys. Um, I decided to go ahead and do the Purple Globe today. Uh, I was, you know, I was kind of missing Nada a little bit, if I could be honest with you. So I wanted to give him a quick shout out. And also, Precious does certainly have some sort of purple hints to her, uh, which I'm actually quite fond of. I love the design of Precious. I truly do. Uh, we get to see her finally arriving here on Earth. They've been talking her up over the past several weeks. We knew somebody was certainly very powerful, was definitely going to come by. Uh, but, you know, Nada even talked about her briefly before his demise, unfortunately. And she's made her arrival. Um, she winds up surprising the Druidons, who were actually trying to pull poor Crayon back and forth. I I'm assuming they're 
they're trying to figure out who, who gets to keep Crayon. Um, I guess that also shows you just the importance that Crayon certainly brings to this table, uh, brings to this show, right? Like somebody, one of the generals need the help of Crayon. So I do love the fact that everybody's really kind of caught off guard once Precious winds up showing up. Um, but Precious really kind of takes control of the situation extremely quickly, right? We come to find out that the cards that Precious has um, has her gives her really technically the ability not only to I don't want to say control people because I think when she throws the cards onto the generals it like copies their hearts and so she has the ability to technically now kind of own them right she crumples up the cards crushing the hearts on the cards and they start going into like seizures and pain and stuff all on the ground so precious literally has them in the palm of her hand any particular time that she certainly wants to and to pretty much have her do uh, her evil bidding and her cards also allow her to kind of store powerful attacks that wind up coming her way uh for instance here right we see sir gachalias is once again back here this week uh fighting against our real soldiers where ko comes into the picture and changes into his max real soul red form uses one of his abilities and instead of killing gachalias which i don't know how that doesn't kill gachalias that killed homeboy in last week's episode like that um i'm wondering if that's one part of gachalias's powers is i don't want to say he's like wolverine where he keeps healing but the guy said like anytime he gets he gets into a battle he sort of gets stronger he's like a freaking saiyan right like every time he goes into battle he continues to get a little bit stronger here and there so i would have thought a formidable attack like that from ko would certainly do it for him but sir gachalias not only survives but he also manages to use one of the cards from precious to copy the Max Real Soul ability so that later on in this episode, when we do see Precious confront the Real Soldiers one-on-one, -on -one, besides the fact that she just kind of single-handedly takes them out with ease, mind you, with ease, she also uses the Max Real Soul ability against Ko himself in his Max Real Soul red form. Um, and so... For a team who, for the most part, was extremely arrogant in this week's episode, um, they really underestimated who they were messing with. Uh, and Precious really took, pretty much took everybody down, really causing Ko to kind of question himself now at this particular point in time, wondering if he's even capable of doing it. I mean, Ko seemingly has a ton of stuff on his mind, right? Like, in the beginning of this episode, when we see Ko... He looks like he's depressed. He looks down and out. I mean, goodness, the team is is up there trying to perform acts of comedy, which I really did enjoy here, by the way. A little acts of comedy with Asuna and Kanalo just trying to get him to laugh. And he makes this lame excuse of like, oh, I'm not depressed, guys. Like he, The fact that he stops his team to apologize, to tell them, I'm not depressed, guys. I'm okay. That means... I am depressed, guys. I'm not okay. <laughs> at least that's what it means to me, at least. And it's one of those things where, I mean, Ko's deep in thought in here. It, seemingly, he's clearly missing Nada. He, I mean, if you watch episode 33 when he lost Nada, clearly there's a lot of emotion still clearly going on from the loss of a fellow friend. And maybe he is hiding that loss um, and those emotions within this sort of 
uber confidence, right? Of, you know, we can take down anybody at this particular point in time. What's the point of being depressed and being down when we're the strongest at this point? But then when you meet somebody that's stronger than you, then you kind of have to look at yourself in the mirror, I guess you can say, right? And I think that's kind of where we're finding Co here by the end of this particular episode. He didn't, have, he was not a man of many words. Um, Co, for the most part in this episode, did very much feel kind of distracted uh, away from the situation, not really hearing what his friends are saying. Um, you know, earlier on, kind of almost blanking them out a little bit, talking about he's trying to figure out ways how to how, how to get stronger, uh, you know, more tactical sort of advantages to the point to where even his team feels like, oh, well, we don't have to train, right? Like at this point, anybody that comes our way, we're more than capable of taking them out. Not so much, uh, not so much. And they get showcased that here brutally uh, by the end of the episode. Um, and I love the fact also, just to show you how powerful Precious is, the fact that he get, that she gives them a three-day reprieve to kind of get their thoughts about themselves, to kind of get themselves together before she winds up attacking one more time, right? Let me give let me give you the opportunity to get stronger, to get better, so you guys don't embarrass yourselves as much as you're embarrassing yourself right now. The balls on Precious is rather amazing. Um, so I'm really excited to kind of see. I was just saying in the beginning here too that I, I really love her costume design. You know, I know that the Druidons for the most part have really been inspired as far as theme-wise from like Alice in Wonderland, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so to see Precious kind of coming in here like the, the the Queen of Hearts or something like that, right? The fact that she's got these cards uh, and when she absorbs things, they turn into like these really cool playing cards. Um, Real Soldier, I don't know if this is like a, a toy marketing thing or not, but Real Soldier really should come out with like, like a precious card deck of like maybe all the abilities that she certainly has, but they're actual cards that you can play with, right? Like just designs or just real soldier abilities or whatever the case may be. I would absolutely love that if she pulled that out. I did find it fascinating though that, and again, this kind of goes back to the idea of how prideful the real soldiers have all of a sudden become with the addition of the Max Real Soul. That you realize that nobody in this fight decided to actually go ahead and use their power-ups or their armors, right? They are so confident that Max Real Soul Red is going to go ahead and get the job done. Nobody uses um, a Shine Raptor or Cosmo Raptor. Nobody uses, like, I mean, goodness, Kanalo can turn into his uh, Bira Bira mode. Nobody uses that. Nobody uses Mirror. Mira, Mira, um, you know, uh, the uh, Pakiagao, whatever they call them. Nobody uses any of their power-ups. They really just all were like, like, we're just stand back. Co, you take care of it for us, buddy. We'll uh, we'll see you when you're done, okay? We'll see you when you're done. Um, so I was just like, what is going on here, guys? Like, th is, is that where the confidence level has certainly come, especially after a, a comrade has fallen, right? Um, I, you know, I know some people may... It, to be honest, yes, I would have liked to have seen maybe a little bit more mourning for their fallen comrade. Maybe just a little bit more. Um, granted, look, at the end of last week's episode, everybody was crying. Everybody was teary-eyed, right? They even poured one for their homie, saluted him and everything. So maybe that's like the level of mourning that the real soldiers probably need. Ko, I understand because... I felt like if anybody had a connection with Nada, it was Ko. So I do think that he is doing the proper amount uh, amount of mourning for somebody like Nada. 
It would have been nice to have seen the other team kind of do it as well. But I get it. They weren't that connected to the guy. I get it. You know, their leader is, in fact, Ko. We know he's clearly depressed and upset. Let's do our best to at least put a smile on his face. So I at least, at least appreciate the effort there. And honorable mention goes out to Yui's dad with the ukulele. Uh, with his glittery, glittery shirt on. And he's like, bong da, bong da. and then when he goes back to playing it, it's actually backwards. And he's like, I've got no strings. Uh, it made me crack up. I, I really like the performances here that they we wind up getting from not only the real soldiers performance that Yui was clearly trying to go ahead and put up on her channel, but also Yui's father's uh, performance as well. Um, you also, you guys also want to know how I know that I feel like this series was supposed to be a dragon theme series. We got a space dragon today, guys. We got a space dragon, which looked epic. The fact that Precious's, I don't know if that's necessarily Precious's, like, I don't want to say Zord or like her pet dinosaur. I mean, the thing had a collar around it of spikes, almost like it belonged to her. It, she literally beckoned called it into her thermos bottle at the end of the episode. I love the introduction to it crash landing on Earth. Um, like literally a meteorite coming from space, crash landing into the town, huge explosion. You know at least a good thousand people died in that explosion. And then we've got ourselves the space dragon who's just – whoever designed uh, – special shout-out to whoever designed not only the dragon costume but also the sound effects – uh, of the dragon screeching and screaming and things like that. It sounded amazing. It sounded rather unique, uh, to me at least. Um, so I really love what they wind up doing with that. Um, but that formidable foe, as as we come to find out here, electrocuting everything, killing hundreds if not thousands of people in this town. Um, and then clearly the Zords have no effect on it whatsoever. I mean, it's got such amazing armor and protection that even their final strikes uh, are just kind of glancing blows when it comes to this particular space dragon. So a rather formidable foe uh, that we certainly have here for our real soldiers. One that's uh, not only decimated their Zords, uh, but Apricius, who is in fact the commander of the Druidons, taking everybody out. So they're going to be licking their wounds. Uh, come next episode as they try and find try and really regroup themselves uh, to kind of getting back at Precious. Um, as powerful as Precious is, God, I hope she's not a one-off. I really do. Like I hope that I hope next I hope next episode they don't just miraculously figure out how to beat her and then she's completely done. I, I, I don't I don't I would not like that whatsoever. So we'll see though. We shall certainly see. She's made an impact, and the impact alone uh, was definitely enough for me here this week in this episode, which, I, again, I really enjoyed. Um, what should we talk about next? The Elder, shall we? Let's talk about the Elder and the Cliff Trials. The subtitle that I read said the Trial Cliffs. That makes no sense to me. I don't know if that's just the way that, like, they they subtitle, like, they... um translated it directly from a uh, Japanese trial cliffs it feels like it should be the cliff trials but I'm gonna call them the cliff trials okay I hope you guys are okay with that so the elder pops back up we haven't seen this guy in forever um last time we saw him he was in a food truck <laughs> now he owns his own restaurant cafe da boom I believe is what it was called right so he's got us all the elder. My God, like this guy hasn't been around. And you would think maybe the elder had some advice for them throughout this whole entire journey, right? Like maybe they could have told them a little bit more about Guy Sorg. I haven't seen Homeboy since like episode two or three. Um, and it, it almost to the point to where, listen, this is this is how long it's been 
since we've seen the elder. Last time we saw the elder and he was in his food truck, didn't he come across Ko and Melto? And weren't they going to go back to their place and tell Asuna? But I thought like Melto or Ko was like, no, we shouldn't tell her because she would just be devastated to see that she would just be devastated to see the elder like this. So that when we get back in this episode and they mention the food truck, if you look at Asuna's face, she's like, huh? Huh? What? Like, like nobody, nobody's told her since then. Nobody's told poor Asuna what's up with the elder until this particular moment. So I thought it was funny, though, that they did hearken back to that particular moment very early on in the season. But he's moving on up. He also has a staff member here who comes to surprisingly be Otto, Kanalo's sister. She now has a job. She's getting paid. She's getting she's getting comfortable in that life above the sea. Let's just say that, okay? Um, Melto's looking at her like, damn, you're becoming an independent woman now. You're 100-something years old. You're becoming a little bit more attractive, girl. That's exactly what Melto's probably thinking at this point, or Melty, I should say, as Otto it would certainly call him. But it, it was just cool. It was a, what a coincidence, right? The elders now has has a cafe shop. One of his staff members, Otto. I actually think it works out perfectly well. I am just disappointed in just the lack of use for a character like the elder who really could come into handy because the elder clearly knows Seto, right? And we've got Yui's dad in here jumping in and out of the Seto personality all season long. And like, I would love to see, honestly, this, just those two characters communicating with one another, knowing that each other's certainly still around. Missed opportunities, definitely, for sure, this season. Because, uh, what, we're 30 episodes into it, and we haven't seen the Elder since the single digits, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, if I am wrong in regards to that, please let me know in the comment section box below uh, or in the live chat. But I think it's been a minute. But this meeting with the Elder is pivotal. Because the Elder does go ahead and let them know that something is coming. Something is coming. This is something we've been hearing all, you know, for quite some time from several different characters in here, especially Nada talking about Precious. What the Elder doesn't seem to tell people is that she's here already. She's here already. So these senses of yours, Mr. Elder, that you think somebody's coming, you're like 10 weeks. You're like you're like a week late, my friend. She's here already. OK, so he does let them know that they do need to get stronger, that they do need to get powerful, that it's time for them to take the cliff trials. What are the cliff trials, you say? I'm glad you asked. The elder winds up mentioning that this is the cliff trials are actually created by Seto, of all people. Uh, it's literally the real soldiers have to climb a cliff that is so high, or climb a mountain, I should say, that is so high that it literally takes them to another world. It's like you got to climb this freaking mountain through the through the clouds, and it'll take you to another dimension or whatever the case may be. Really, the trials are supposed to go ahead and test you. I believe the elder winds up saying, like, each individual test is different per the real soldier that goes there. Um, some people, it, I think he said Master Red, it took him 10 weeks to complete the trial. Some people never complete the trial and never come back sort of thing. So you got to be sure before you go ahead and take the cliff trials. But if you want to become stronger, if you want to be ready for certainly what's to come, now is probably the time. Now is probably the time. I love the immediacy of Bamba. He just he doesn't wait. He's just like, let's go. He's he's ready to go. He doesn't even tell anybody else, hey team, let's go do he's like, Toa, we're out of here. And they book it, right? And I did find it fascinating that Toa's like, you know, I think you left 
first because you wanted to get there first, right? Like because of the fact that Ko is so powerful now with the Max Real Soul, I think Bamba even says like, yeah, I'm tired of him getting all the spotlights sort or of thing. Homeboy's tired of him getting all the power-ups. <laughs> He's like, God, can you share the wealth, please? Can you share the wealth, Ko? So Bamba wants something for himself, and I can't, I, I can't be mad at the guy. I can't be mad at the guy for jumping headfirst into something because, yeah, of course, hey, look, if you're a real soldier, you always want to be pushing yourself to become the strongest, right? I'm sure, I'm sure each of these characters want to become masters, certainly in their own right. So I appreciate the fact that Bamba's like, all right, let's do this. Let's do this. And and him and Toa. Go to go ahead and take the cliff trials uh, and the cliff trials look like they're going to be rather interesting. You know, for me, I would love to see one of these characters taking forever to do their cliff trials. Right. Like if if I can get at least one real soldier to be in like their trials for like two episodes worth, um, I, I think that would be pretty neat just to really showcase how difficult this is, these trials truly are. I mean, look, Bamba's learning firsthand immediately, right? I think Seto's mission for him or his training was you have to beat like 10 enemies, um, but while doing it, you got to have an egg in your hand, right? You can't let the egg crack. You can't let it drop. Uh, it's a test of flexibility. Can you defeat these 10 enemies without dropping this egg? And if you drop the egg, bad things are going to happen. And what happens? Bomba drops the egg. It multiplies into two eggs. So anytime you drop it now, it continues to multiply and more things you have to worry about trying to protect while you're taking down these other 10 uh, enemies. So I thought that was pretty brilliant. And I think Toa's is his test of solitude he can't say a single word while he's defeating a thousand enemies um i don't know if that means crying out in pain or just talking whatever the case may be he can't say a word while he's fighting so i will be fascinated to see what the other tests are definitely going to be um and it was funny to me also or i should say interesting the look on the elder's face when the rest of the real soldier team decided to stay behind. Um, he's like, hey, if that's what you guys wish, you know what I mean? Um, you you made your bed, in a sense. Um, and again, that harkens back to the idea of maybe they're being a little bit too cocky. I mean, look, Melto gives the explanation like, hey, I think we should stay here. If Bamba and Toa are going to go off to do these trials, we don't know how long it's going to take them, right? If we all go at once, who's to say that this, 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 this person, this evil entity that's coming doesn't arrive while we're all gone in these trials and really just decimates everything. So in regards to that, I can Melto makes a really grand, grand idea. He truly does. But sometimes I think the way that it came across, especially when Asuna was like, well, it doesn't really matter because as right now with Max Real Soul, we could take on anybody. So the way I think Asuna brought it across felt like it was a little bit more confident and cocky than they certainly needed to be, whereas Melto's seemed like it was certainly a good idea. But honestly, I think even if Bamba and Toa hadn't gone, um, they probably all would have gotten their asses handed to them by Precious nonetheless. So really, just really interesting stuff. I'm fascinated to kind of see how these cliff trials work um, and really where they lead our real soldiers in the future are we going to be able to clearly tell that they're significantly stronger than the last time that we saw them or is it not are we not going to really see any much change uh will there be a change in their personality sort of thing um i think from the previews um i think uh 
Master Red might make an appearance, um, if I'm not mistaken, from the previews for next week. Also, uh, as Coe starts kind of going through his trials, because make no mistake, they've got three days. And considering the fact that they just got their butt handed to them, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Coe or even if the rest of the team try and take on these trials within that three-day period so that they can become more powerful to go ahead and take down uh, Precious uh, by next week's episode. But we'll definitely have to see. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. We talked about the Space Dragon a little bit. Um, I think we got a little bit of everybody in here. But um, guys, listen, if there is any characters that I particularly missed that you wanted to go ahead and talk about this week. Um, oh, the action. Honorable mention does go out to the action. Love to get an opportunity to see Precious and Co. go at it one-on-one. -on -one. Something about that quick little flying uh, knee strike that Co. wind up doing along with the spinning uh, uh, back roundhouse kick. Amazing stuff. The quick little punches. It felt very much Muay Thai-centric uh, with this particular Max Real Soul. Compared to what his other sort of fighting style tends to be, I feel like he has a completely different fighting style here. And I think it also has in part to do with he doesn't have a sword, right? It's very much a hand-to-hand -hand sort of combat mode when it comes to the Max Real Soul, especially with the claws and things like that. So it certainly makes sense. But the sort of like Muay Thai uh, fighting style really works fantastically well for me. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of see what else they have in store for. But guys, again, these are just my A-plus opinions in regards to this week's episode. I always want to know yours. So if you're in the live chat, go ahead and give your comments. Or if you're watching us after the live stream, go ahead and shoot your comments down below in the comment section, guys. Uh, I definitely want to let you. Uh, I definitely want to know what you guys thought about this week's episode. Again, I was actually pleased with it. Um, I can see if maybe there were some pacing issues. Uh, I can kind of see if some people were maybe bummed about the idea, like, is nobody gonna, you know, remember Nada at this particular point in time? I, I could certainly kind of get those arguments as well. But overall, as an episode, um, I was rather pleased with it. I, I really was. I think I think as far as continuing the momentum from how everything ended with last week's episode, I think this was definitely a really good start. Uh, and it doesn't it definitely has me eager to kind of see where the rest of this particular season will go. Um, let's see here. Let me go ahead and pull up the chat. See what you guys are saying here. Uh, if you love bacon and sushi. Um, While well, he's talking about Power Rangers, let's get to Real Soldier here. Not Ultra says, as for this week, I don't know what it is, but I thought it was an uh, but I thought it was an enjoyable episode. Real Soldier has definitely gotten better, and I wish this level of writing was put in the beginning of the series. I I'm in agreement with you, Not Ultra, and I'm glad that you liked this episode. Also, there was definitely something enjoyable about it. Um, we, I mean, look, we got. A brand new not only commander I can't even say general anymore we got a brand new commander I'm wondering if that means she is the top of the heap there as considering everybody else has been generals or if we're gonna get somebody even more above commander at that point but look we got a, a fresh new face that we know is dangerous and was coming and we also got ourselves a freaking space dragon a freaking space dragon that I think looked fantastic also uh, and complete decimation honestly it really heightened this episode and just uh, for me, at least it really heightened this episode and what was now officially at stake because, you know, up until the guy sword stuff, we haven't I honestly haven't felt like the real soldiers have been in like any sort of danger whatsoever. Um, so this is a nice change of pace. This is a nice change of pace for sure. <clears throat> um, 
Austin the Terminator. Which Neo Saban Red Ranger out of the three would you prefer? Jaden Lauren or Super Saiyan Troy? Uh, Lauren. Give me Lauren. Um, not Ultra says Precious seems like an interesting villain and I hope she doesn't die next episode because I know real soldier can do stuff like that and it's always disappointing you and me both that's exactly what I said it's like look I'm glad that she gave them the three-day reprieve right hey like that's how confident she is in her abilities I think her abilities are amazing and what she's capable of doing uh, especially being able to maybe turn around people's powers on them in a sense um so, yeah, I, I'm really intrigued by her. So, please, Real Soldier, don't take her away from me so soon. Please don't. Like, get Gotchalias out of here or Weisel or somebody. Like, have have one of them bite the dust. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, I just don't want to see Precious go away. But it is a concern of mine. Not Ultra. It is a concern of mine. Uh, you also say, I really wish we could get some background on the Druidons because they just seem like villains coming to Earth just wandering the streets. It's kind of lame that the villains in the past years have just had so little presence and backstory to them. Yeah, it feels as though there's just, I think for me at least, one of the, one, the series that I think did pretty good justice for maybe some of the backgrounds was probably Tokuger. Um, I just felt like they just used a lot of their villains in really fascinating ways in regards to how they worked alongside each other, disagreements, confrontations, love, things like that. You know what I mean? Like their their villains were deep in their own right and had their own storylines where, yes, for the most part, especially here recently uh, and even with the Druidons, they're just they're just there. You know what I mean? Like they're just there. So it is something that I I, I would have liked to have more backstory on for sure. Um just to have a, a connection with them. But I, I am in agreement with you there, uh, not ultra. Devin Williams, what's up, Devin? Thanks for popping in today. This episode was good, but there was one issue I have. Um, the moment Co got Max real soul red, the real soul just started to become lazy and overconfident. These guys are supposed to be a team, not waiting for Co to get the job done for them. Exactly, Devin. That's exactly what we mentioned, right? The fact that they felt very much arrogant. Nobody even used their own abilities. Nobody even used, um, nobody even used, um, you know, the, their power ups or anything like that in this episode. It literally was a case of, hey, Co. You're our main, you're our main weapon now, right? What do you need us for? Co, go at him. And then when Co gets his ass beat, then they're like, "What's going on? Co, get up, get up!" Like, no, you guys are more than capable. You know, like, yeah, you might get your ass beat, but at least fight. You know what I'm saying? So I'm in agreement with you, Devin. Um, they certainly did get lazy uh, and overconfident, and I think that's probably something that they'll probably learn uh, and hopefully notice here within the next couple of episodes. If the if the writing is good, then maybe they'll actually bring that up to um to to their own attention. Uh, not ultra says I do like the cliff trials bit this episode because I am a sucker for Rangers getting challenged. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm in agreement with you too. I'm I'm curious to see um, how they're pushed. Um, I'll be curious to see how long some of them will stay in these trials or if they're just all going to breeze through them quickly. I mean, I know the elder did make a mention of like, you know, well, considering where you guys are at right now, you guys shouldn't have too much of a problem. Master Red, it took him like 10 weeks to kind of do something like that. I don't think it's going to take these characters that long, but I would like to see it actually be a challenge for some of them instead of them all just passing with flying colors, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, anytime a ranger gets challenged, always a good thing. 
Um, Austin the Terminator says, Adam, did you know Bruce Lee exists in Power Rangers? Uh, in Ninja Storm, there was an episode where three of the Rangers go to see a Bruce Lee movie. Uh, they hid they vi they hid the violent parts by having two Rangers stuck inside popcorn. <laughs> um, I I honestly forgot all about that. It's been a minute since I actually went and watched Ninja Storm. Um, maybe I'll do a little a tribute to Pua here um, sometime once we get a little bit of a hiatus and go and revisit that Ninja Storm. But that's cool that Bruce Lee um, exists in the one. Of the, at least one of the dimensions of Power Rangers. Um, how could he not, right? I mean, come on, like the, the the god of martial arts for a lot of people. So why not? Uh, Devin says uh, the moment Ko got Max Real Soul read. Oh, I'm sorry, I already read that. I was, it was a continuation. My bad. Um, if you love bacon and sushi, as a Power Ranger question, he says, would it be funny if in season two we get an episode where the Rangers switch places with the B-spots up to Betty and Ben to switch them back? <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Uh, maybe that's one of the episodes where they actually get Power Ranger powers and they're the ones that have to go on the mission. That would be pretty interesting. Um, not Ultra says, oh, quick shout out to Ultraman for popping in for sure. Um, not Ultra says, I... It did feel odd that after the debut of the Max Real Soul, the power up is already being defeated. Um, that's kind of lame. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would have liked to have seen Max Real Soul get some more action where he's just beating people up with ease sort of thing. That would have been pretty cool. Um, like getting to see him face off against Sir Gachalias, I thought was amazing. But again, the fact that Sir Gachalias doesn't die at the end of that kind of, you know, kind of takes a little bit away from it. And then now that we see... Um, the Max Real Soul Red clearly isn't going to be enough for Precious. I mean, maybe they come up with something, right? Maybe Ko just becomes so much more powerful that even with the added Max Real Soul, now he becomes more formidable. Um, so we'll see. We'll definitely see. But I understand what you're saying now, Ultra. Um, Austin the Terminator says, do you know about Aki... Akiba Ranger, uh, is it an actual Sentai series? All I know is MMPR Red and Greed appeared, and they wore collars uh, made to mind control them. Uh, no, so I don't believe uh, I don't believe Akiba. Uh, uh, excuse me, I don't believe Akiba Ranger uh, is an actual series. I don't believe that they actually um, count that as an actual series, like official. Uh, I think uh, Akiba Ranger pretty much was like a, I guess you can say like a spoof of Super Sentai, something that really didn't take itself too seriously from what I recall. Um, so no, I, I'm pretty sure it's not an actual Super Sentai series. Yeah, as far as like, I mean, unofficial, like it's not, it's not official. Like they, it doesn't have a number. It's like, it's not like season 37. You know what I mean? I don't think it's like that at all. Um, not Ultra says, Bompa had some nice moments, but he's kind of disappointing in terms of we really don't spend a lot of time with Bomba, and out of nowhere, the writers claim that he has changed, even though I don't feel Bomba deserves uh, to get that development without spending uh, more time with him. Um, I, I mean, for me, at least, I, 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 at least for me, I feel like he certainly has changed to a certain capacity. I think he's become... Uh, a little bit kinder, I think a little bit more open-minded. Um, I don't think he rushes into situations as much as he used to. Uh, I still think that he, he looks to his friends now and things like that. Um, but I, to, to, that, to that not ultra, I will say I have been disappointed in the fact that this guy knows so much, right? He knows so much real soldier history um, from flashbacks, I mean, for, yeah, from flashbacks that he 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 remembers, um, you know, I mean, from the 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 his his old ex girlfriend or person that he was involved with uh, hundreds of years ago that he wind up you know seeing in the hospital, uh, you know, a few episodes back. I feel like Bamba just knows a ton, 
but but we don't like we don't know what's going on in Bamba's head and I wish we did I, I wish they utilized him better as like a historian of the team bringing up knowledgeable information taking the team back in time you know what I mean like I wish they utilized him differently I like the mystery I do like the mystery but he can't be all mystery all the time so I, I would like to see have him developed more but I'm okay with the subtle hints of his change that we've kind of seen uh, throughout the season so far. Uh, Ultraman says, I might have been watching Real Soldier episode 34 while watching this. <laughs> uh, now Ultra says, my only complaint for this episode is all the dumb humor that happened. The bit in the beginning and Kanala, I found a waste of time and unfunny to me. I, you know... <laughs> I think it tickled me for more, not just because of the fact that the the joke itself was funny, but I like I appreciate the the attempt. So I think that's probably why I laughed. And anytime I get the opportunity to see them just being goofy, I don't want to say anytime because sometimes when they're goofy, it's just like, what are they doing? So trust me, not ultra. I definitely understand. I definitely understand what you mean, man. Like sometimes, like the humor in here is not for everybody, especially if you you know, especially if you don't understand some of the um um. The things from that, like that particular culture, like maybe if I was Japanese or maybe if I grew up over there, maybe some of the things that they talked about or hinted at, I would I would laugh at. You know what I mean? Uh, but some of some of the stuff just kind of goes over my head uh, at the end of the day. But, um, I, you know, for me, at least I chuckled a little bit, especially when Asuna like pulled or like threw Kanalo across and he's just like bouncing all over the place again, just hinting at how strong she truly is sort of thing. And then he comes back out and he's got all these bandages on his face. Like it's so corny to me that it makes me kind of giggle, but trust me not ultra. I, I can understand the complaint. I can understand the complaint. Um, uh, Austin the Terminator. Um, what was with Ninja Steel using power stars as their morphers than the swords in Nin Ninja, but didn't mind using the Gold Ranger's hamburger morpher in an episode? Uh, yeah, I did love the hamburger morpher, honestly. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of like the idea of the swords being the morpher. So I definitely will agree with you. It, it did throw me off, too. It really did. I, I much rather have appreciated the, the swords being the... Uh, but didn't they use the ninja stars even in Nin Ninja where they attached them to the sword itself, right? And then use them that way? I, I can't recall, but um, I, I did like the sword. Uh, not ultra says all I want out of real soldier at this point is a good ending and if they keep this up uh, I think they can I think they can, I think they can deliver um, yeah I'm hoping they deliver I, I truly do because I, you know I think I would appreciate this series more if I can come back afterwards and say you know what the first half of the season a waste of time but the second half man they, they really put in some effort you know at least I can be like, this season was, meh, it's up to you, right? Like, I can kind of leave it in somebody else's shop. Like, hey, if you want to go ahead and see the, watch the series, I wouldn't blame you. But I can tell you right now, for me, at least the first half of the season, rather disappointing. But I do feel it, it's, it's on its upswing. I mean, I, I like I said before, at the beginning of the episode, at the beginning of the review, 
I'm starting to get excited come Monday to watch these episodes of Super Sentai because they have drawn me in um, and they have been getting better with their writing and actually delivering. So we'll see. Uh, I agree with you. I'll just give me a good ending, please. Keep up this momentum. Give me a good ending to just save this season as much as they can. Um, if you love bacon and sushi says, if you were the writer and producer of super mega force, how would you rewrite the entire series and the legendary battle? I probably would have broken the legendary battle down into at least two parts. Um, I'm okay with the amount of people they brought back. I truly am. Um, and I would have given them more speaking roles. Um, you know, I mean, it's great to see our characters back, but what the hell have you been up to? Where have you been? What adventures have you been on? Right? Like, I, I would have liked to have seen some time with the Rangers coming back, having some moments with the other Rangers, getting ready for uh, the big battle, whatever the case might have been. I mean, heck, you know, even if you just have them come back to the show for the actual battle itself, and that's all we see them in, just give them more screen time. Right. Like do what Beast Morphers is doing. Use more original footage. Um, it, it felt very much like Saban was just, again, boxing himself into what he's capable of doing. Right. Like Saban just did not want to spend that money to make more original footage. Therefore, he just thinks to himself, hey, all we've got is Super Sentai footage. That's it. So whatever's in the Super Sentai footage, that's who you can bring back. Whereas Hasbro, if they did. Uh, legendary battle i can almost guarantee you one it would be a ton of original footage yeah i'm sure super sentai stuff would be in there but they would include their own footage and they probably would have tried to get more rangers uh to certainly come back um so yeah i i would have used more original footage and i would have given them the rangers returning more speaking lines and more original footage lines to showcase what they are still capable of um so that's probably how i would have done um, the legendary battle differently as far as uh, super mega force I didn't mind the cast but if you ask me if 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 I were the writer or the producer of the show like if I was Saban I would have actually get let my writers write you know what I mean I would have let them actually be free with some of their creative thoughts and things like that to really make a fantastic show instead of keeping them combined in in uh, or I should say keeping them contained in how creative they could certainly be. So, I mean, that's pretty much how I would do it, honestly. I think sometimes people are a little bit too hands-on, and I think Saban was maybe too hands-on and being overprotective of their stuff to not let their writers actually be writers. <laughs> not Ultra says, get rid of the BS new powers thing. 85% of Megaforce is all stock footage. Yeah, uh, it, uh, that's absolutely right. I mean, I think the cast, like Sierra Hannah, like I feel like I feel like the cast definitely had potential. Um, they were just given really crappy material. Uh, so I, I do think that if they had allowed the opportunity um, to let the writers write, we probably would be seeing something completely different. Uh, he said, uh, uh, if you love Bacon and Sushi, says that would be so cool if in the future we have a comic book where the Power Rangers cross over with Super Sentai. Yeah, that would be pretty neat. Um, Lupin Green, what's up, Lupin Green? Thank you very much for popping in. Uh, I was just about to uh, uh, wrap this up here in a second. Uh, Lupin Green says, just came from watching the newest episode and I liked it. The new villain is threatening to the point. 
Um, I didn't even know how they would get out of this one, but I saw the preview and now I know. <laughs> I mean, I still don't know how they're going to get out of this one. I mean, I know that it seemed from just a preview that maybe we're going to be getting a new Zord combination and that Ko is probably going to be taking the trials himself. But other than that, I have no idea what they're going to do. Um, so we'll see. Do they save Earth? Do they not save Earth? Um, they talk. I mean, God, one of the beams looked like it was going across Earth's atmosphere or planet or whatever. So I don't know how powerful of an attack somebody's using in this thing. But I'm hoping it's Precious who's standing there about to get blasted and she reaches over and pulls Gachalias in front and she moves out of the way and Gachalias winds up getting destroyed. So Precious survives another day. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad you liked the episode, uh, Lupin Green. Thank you. For, I'm glad you got the opportunity to watch it. Uh, my final question from uh, Austin the Terminator says, which, uh, which Nickelodeon era season besides Beast Morphers would you binge watch all over again? You know, I actually probably would go back and watch Samurai. Um, I know it's pretty much almost like first episode is almost like shot shot for shot from um, from the Super Sentai footage. But I kind of I know Lauren, Lauren was Lauren wasn't in there very much, but I kind of want to go back to that storyline. Um, I know it wasn't the best season, but I feel like I could probably binge watch it again um, and really take in more of the Lauren stuff. Um, and then after that, uh, probably Dino Charge. Uh, I could probably do Dino Charge. Um, it, like if I had my preference, I'm not saying Samurai is better than Dino Charge. That's not what I'm saying. But if if I if if I had the opportunity to binge watch one of them all over again, I probably would pick Samurai first one because it's been a while, um, and I would like to revisit those characters again. Um, but the other one I would love to binge watch all the way through all over again would be uh, Dino Charge. And Lupin Green says, yeah, the episode was pretty intense. Uh, it definitely was. Uh, it definitely was getting an opportunity to see our real soldiers uh, really in a very, very difficult spot. Um, but, guys, um, <laughs> rapid fire. Okay, rapid fire. Uh, Dino Charge or Kuryuger? Kuryuger. Um, uh, Ninja Steel or Ninja? Ninja. All right, awesome. Well, hey, guys, that will do it here for A Plus More Phenomenal, at least for Super Sentai Monday, guys. We will, in fact, be back this upcoming Saturday, as always, with a brand new episode of A Plus More Phenomenal, our weekly show, our hour-long or almost two-hour-long show, uh, where we talk all things Power Rangers, all things Super Sentai from that week, uh, and give you guys our thoughts. So please go ahead and join us this upcoming Saturday at noon Central Time Live. Uh, if you guys haven't subscribed to us yet, please go ahead and do so, and also click the bell notification so when we do drop a brand new video, you guys will certainly be notified. Also, check us out on social media here at A Plus Opinions on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, and enjoy the rest of your week, guys. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And until next time, real so cool.